everybody, you are listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about all things faith, life, adulting, relationships. We break it down hopefully for you and take you back to the heart of Christ. My name is Micah Keneally and this is... I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts. And we hope you're having fun today. Yes. Happy Friday. That's when we drop new episodes. We want you to jump into the weekend strong and we answer your questions. Like Micah said on the top about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances. You can catch us sometimes at live events um, where we'll collect questions. You can DM us on fyi-podcast.com or on Instagram at fyipodcast. But thank you so much, sincerely, you guys, for listening, for sharing this with friends, Mm -hmm. maybe roommates, coworkers, um, classmates, people in your small groups, and for leaving us reviews, ratings it just helps us so much reach more listeners with the message of fyi podcast and today we have a question of the day came to us from missouri and here is today's question my name's sam and my question is for all the college kids out there or any adult or anyone going through this life or journey with music i just want to know there's, there's different types of genre music and all kinds of bad genres and people don't understand what the devil is twisting and doing in their lives with the bad music and I just want to know what, what, like, what should they look for and how should they go about all the bad music and, and it's, it's weird to say bad music but it is kind of in a way so I just that's my question question one more time was like how should Christ followers decide what we're intaking with good music, with bad music? Mm-hmm. And let's talk a little bit about intakes and outputs specifically in the musical realm. Well, I think we should just break it down first with Matthew. We can take a look at our verse of the day. How's that? I love it. Let's love do it. it. All right. So I have Matthew right here in front of me. Matthew 6, 22 through 23. It says this. Is, this. this is on the Sermon of the Mount, red mm-hmm. letters. Um, part of the greatest sermon that was ever preached. This is Jesus talking. But today I'm reading them in blue letters because our printer ran out of ink. They are in red if you have real life. God. Okay. Unedited, raw, real. We're in it together. Oh my goodness. Here we go. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be healthy or full of light. If your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness. How great is that darkness? Wow. That's good and powerful and a little heavy today, right? And we're going to lean into this topic of Mm -hmm. good music and bad music. I would even talk about like what I don't want to do right up top is like make this sacred and secular divide and say that you can only listen to K-Love or KTIS Mm -hmm or My Faith Radio, which are great programs that we think are awesome. I'm not saying that you can only um, use Facebook and F-A-I-T-H-B-O-O-K instead of Facebook. I know that I know that, that I just sounded like a boomer for saying that, but like, I think that um, it's not even that you can only watch Pure Flicks and not Netflix, mm-hmm. right? I'm not making these statements, but what we do want to talk about 
is good and godly music or music that's demonic or evil or demeaning. And I remember listening to, as a young adult, a message by Andy Stanley. It was in his sermon series that at the time was branded the new rules of love, sex, mm, and dating. Good. And I was single and I was listening to it because I was probably thought about being ready to mingle someday. <laughs> and um, I remember this, he challenged every listener mm. with the music that you're listening to. And he said, if it is an expletive, that is about a woman, about women, that's demeaning to them. And he even said the words, which I'm not going to share to get us flagged about explicit. But if you're listening to music or you have it on your device streamed or downloaded, um, where it's calling a woman or a woman a demeaning term or derogatory or sexually um, exploiting them, mm -hmm. that he said, like, delete it, get it off mm -hmm. your device. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was so important to me as a young man to just ask the question, like, what am I listening to? Why do I have that album? Or I would even say this, some of it could go beyond music to media mm -hmm. and entertainment. And what are we watching to on TV? And right. we can come back to that. Right. But I think that you might have some thoughts too, babe. Yeah. Well, I think you've just taken it back to the, not the root, but like where did music originate from, right? We know that God created the heavens and the earth. We can read that throughout Genesis and we can um, just untap like what he did and how he created each thing every single day. And in there, he talks about when he created the heavens and the earth. And in heaven, there are angels. And one of the angels was Lucifer, right? And that was his name in heaven. He was the most beautiful angel. He was actually the angel who was in charge of worship, music, worship in heaven for God, the most high. And there was one day, I don't know how this worked or how this functions, but Lucifer had this idea that he wanted to become God. He wanted to be powerful. He wanted everybody to bow down before him. And that is when God called him out and God sent him out. And when he did that, his name was no longer, well, it's still Lucifer if you want to refer to that, but that was his name. And now he's also known as Satan. He is the devil essentially. And when he was cast out of heaven, um, after he was wanting to be God, he took a third of the angels with him. So I just think of the influence and power first and foremost of worship music to begin with, mm -hmm. music was essentially designed to bring honor and glory to God, to worship yes. him yes. Um, with our hearts, with our souls, with our minds, um, someday as humans, but also in the angelic world in heaven. Yeah. And Lucifer had some influence in heaven, obviously. And when God created hell, which was not designed for man, it was designed for um, the, the fallen angels, the angels who have fallen. Lucifer being one of those, the lead mm -hmm. one. And just thinking like the power of music, the power of words, the power that comes with that, it can influence the atmosphere. It can impact the way we think, the way we act, the way we see people, the way we view the world just through lyrics alone, right? And when you put a beat with a lyric and there's, there's rhyming and there's Oh my gosh, you have all those different musical terms. I'm not going to go there because I'm not a music artist by any means. But when you start bringing in some of those catchy tunes, they're hard to shake sometimes, aren't they? So I just think of like when I have something in my head, like my favorite, my new song, not my new song, but it's been in my head literally for like four or five days. 
is get up, get up, get, get up, up, get, get up, up out, out of that grief. And I've just been walking around, we're literally at a camp and I was just thinking, I just could not shake that song. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let my heart sing and be glad about this song, but like, Lord, like, is there a part of me that needs to get up out of that grave, you know? And just that catchy beat in the tune and just how it just resonates inside of me on a good scale. I mean, that's a good and godly song, but I'm also doing some self-reflecting. Why can't I shake this song? And then sometimes, I don't know if this happens to anybody else. There are some very, very catchy tunes or music and lyrics when it comes to something outside of the Christian world. There are, there's some, there's some good, there's some good wholesome music. There are genres of music. There are artists. There are, I don't know, all these different things that can be folky. They can be jazzy. They can be I don't know, so many different things of what you prefer. And even in all of those realms and spheres, there can still be dark lyrics or there can be uplifting lyrics. Um, so when you do an inventory of what's what are my albums, um, I like records. So I have a whole stack of records. A lot of them are Christmas or like Artie Shaw and stuff like that. So there's some old school things. Um, but even older music can have some things you're like, oh, those are the lyrics. Like mm -hmm. I never caught that that was what they were saying or talking about. Right. Um, so there's been music that I've deleted out of my life, even more so in like the personal training world, because yeah. a lot of the beat, yeah. you get 180 beats per second or like per minute. You're like, okay, this is so catchy. And you get that bass going and the whole class is like amped and they're up here. And then I started like listening. I'm like, oh my gosh, do you know what they're talking about here? Or it's in a different language. Cause I think Spanish is so much more beautiful than English. And then I walked out of my class. I was so convicted, you guys. And I didn't know what I didn't know. I stepped out of my class. I was teaching um, a dance class, I'll just say. And they provide the music for you more or less. And so we were listening to the, the song and the guy goes, if you knew what they were saying in Spanish, you would not be dancing to that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Ooh, like what are they saying? So I, as a professional in the industry, need to do my own research. If I wanted to say it was a Christian living for Christ and then teaching a class and those are the lyrics that are pumping through like, the speakers. So with that to say, um, where did, where did music originate? Yeah. How has it evolved and yeah. how has it impacted the way we think, feel, act? Um, I don't know, maybe view elements of the industry? I don't even know what you want to say, Josiah. It is no doubt, and it's not new, that music is powerful. Oh, yeah. And music carries spiritual influence. And I'll give you one quick example yeah. that I often mm -hmm. think of is King David, when he was a young shepherd boy, mm -hmm. he learned the harp. He was a harpist. And not only like did he shepherd sheep, did he lead the people of God in Israel? He slayed giants as he was very talented in protecting the sheep. Uh, and the people of God yeah. by slingshot and, uh, and stones, but also he was gifted lyrically. He was a lyricist before people knew what that was. He was a wordsmith. He was yeah. a balladeer, po a poet. Really, his term was Psalms or right. Psalmist. And so he was, you know, even in scripture, one of the people who documented putting music with words or worship. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those Psalms, like Psalm 23, he would have written and, and penned those prayers or Psalms or poetry, and he would have done it with the harp too. And so I think that he put it, yeah, yeah, that's how you play it if you're watching on YouTube. But I think that it set up King David, something to the effect of when Saul was troubled with an evil spirit or mm -hmm. tormented by an yep. evil spirit, he said, bring 
a harpist, bring somebody who's a musician and the evil spirit fled. Mm -hmm. And so I think that music is one of those things. Look at corporate worship. Music has the ability to lead us into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And also I would go as far as to say that music has the potential to lead us into new spheres of darkness and evil. Mm -hmm. And I want to look at pop culture for a few examples. The first is I think sometimes the church um, claims people because they proclaim Christ in their lyrics. Mm -hmm. Like I remember a few years ago, there was, it was huge because Chance the Rapper at one of the music awards, he like played some Christian songs or music. And it was like, all of a sudden, everyone wanted him to come and perform with a choir at their church. And then more recently it was Kanye. Mm -hmm. And he even did like, um, use this gospel and all these things. And mm -hmm. even just a few weeks ago, Eminem. Oh, I didn't know that. When like did a, uh, it was like collaborated with Kanye, the song that Kanye wrote, use this gospel. Eminem professes his own faith through rap and hip hop. And so it can even be like, oh man, like KJ52 way back in the day, he was writing an open letter to Dear Slim praying for the faith of Eminem or, you know, um, some shady. And I think that that's interesting, right? Because there's those pop culture icons who sometimes right. profess faith, even Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. He has been open about faith and struggles and mm -hmm. all of those things. And what I'm not trying to do is call people out. Right. And what I never also want to do is cancel people. Right. But I'll give you a couple examples that have come in as questions, even like this one. I remember taking in college, Sociology of American Youth, and there was a group called Foster the People, Pumped Up Kicks. And Micah, you were talking a second ago mm -hmm. about the power of lyrics. Right. We broke down lyrics and this was a number of years ago, but in the classroom, in the classroom, yeah. we actually looked at lyrics of some of the chart topping songs and they were like, whoa, this is actually about a school shooting or this is about shooting people over their sneakers. Wow. That's what this song is about. If you really study it. So that's one just example. And it's a very catchy tune. Super pleasing to the ear upon first listen. And then I want to pull up just three or four other quick examples right now in 2022. And, and that the first one is um, baby put out a new music video of having him hanging on a cross. Hmm. This is an example in pop culture. And I know I had a, a Mike and I had coffee with some friends of ours and we were, had the conversation of, what should a Christ follower's response be mm -hmm. when the baby puts out a music video of himself on the cross? Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to ask questions like that. What we never want to do is cancel people. I'm not even a big fan of call out culture. Right. But what I think our friend Zach Window, what he did on TikTok, he said, first of all, we don't know. So let's come back to the word of God. Right. Second, let's pray for their salvation or pray for their faith that God would put godly Christian examples in their life. Mm -hmm. I think third thing, maybe you're Mike Miz and you're listening mm -hmm. or you're a young Christian or you want to create music or culture, media, entertainment. Mm -hmm. I'd say green light to create for Christ and with Christ at the center. But the fourth thing that I would just be really mindful with is this, be mindful of what you're intaking to your own spirit. 
Right. Um, two other quick examples were when um, uh, Demi Lovato also did um, like a, a whole album or CD where she had an expletive. Uh, she, she titled her um, project Holy and then Beep or Holy Expletive. And it's like there was a cross and there was just, you could tell it wasn't like the good kind of cross. It was, it was like dark and demonic or in my opinion, spiritually dark that mm -hmm. way. And one last one was even Eminem, like, what do we do? I think we come back to the word of God. We come back to praying for people, whether it's Justin Bieber, Kanye West, Eminem, mm -hmm. Chance the Rapper, Katy Perry. Um, I'm just naming artists now, but DaBaby, Eminem, and then even Demi Lovato. I think we pray for these people mm -hmm. that God would put Christians as influences in their right. community and that they would truly be saved, that they would come to know Jesus. Yeah, and I think that we just want to be mindful of like garbage in, garbage out. And how true is that? Like when I fill myself with junk food, I kind of start feeling like junk after a while, right? If I listen to lonely, depressing, whatever, lethargic music that may not have the best uh, connotations, I start having a negative mindset. I remember being in high school, you guys, and I listened to some like hard, I don't know, it wasn't metal music. It was like I don't know, kind of emo, kind of on that, uh, what do you want to call it? Punk, rock, emo, kind of like that whole vibe. And I won't list all the music, but I mean, I did have albums and I listened to them. And at first initially, like, wow, this is so much fun. These like, these are, I, I discovered somebody new. And you start listening to it and you start breaking down some of the songs and what they're talking about and their loneliness, their anxiety, their depression, their experiences in the dating world, how they're viewing life. Um, just you, I started breaking those down. I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel like all those things because the atmosphere, like we know that music can create the atmosphere, an atmosphere. And I feel like that was something that was oppressing me in a sense of like, wow, I'm seeing it clear out some spiritual clutter in my life. And what is impacting me the most is what I'm putting in my ears, which is affecting my mind about how I think and how I view myself or others as well as affects my heart, right? But 18 inches from our head to our heart, it will connect positively or negatively, whether it's the word of God, whether it's with the world, whether whatever you want to say. And so I had to cut those out. I literally, you guys, I took my whole album. I probably had hundreds of CDs. And I know that's, you're like, oh, CDs? Wow, she's old. Yeah, CDs. And uh, I literally threw them away. Like I didn't even give anybody else the chance or opportunity to fill themselves with that. So I literally would snap them in half and throw them in the trash. So they were not able to fall in anybody else's ears that shouldn't be listening to it. And there are still songs that if I'm ever like in a public place or maybe scanning through the, the radio in the car, when they, when some of those songs pop up, it takes me back to like, oh my gosh, it's like ninth grade snowball, like dance. And it's not a bad song. It's like, there's an emotional um, and mental attachment that can take place when we are in uh, seasons of life with certain songs 
or um, a memory can pop up, right? Whether it's something we're dating, it's a season of life, it's an upbringing. I mean, I think of my uncle Danny, he has been playing guitar for almost 40 years. He's unbelievable. He has like a whole studio in his basement. We go there and we um, have karaoke um, every so Thanksgiving fun. or try to. And there are some like, I like some of the songs he let us listen to, like they're like the Beatles, they're old school songs. So when I hear those songs, I'm like, Uncle Danny's basement, like singing. And then there's other songs that I'm like, if it's really bass and it's kind of like a, a song you like go to, whether it's at a club or in the gym and you're like doing body pump to or something. Wow. If my body wants to go into exercise mode or if you have a playlist that you like to run to and it has that beat and your feet are hitting at the same time, your body amps up in those ways. So there's such a nostalgic feeling that can present itself whether we're in a season of loneliness, depression, anxiety, um, in the gym, at the club, whatever your mm -hmm. past and your story is, for me, it's like the Beatles, Uncle Danny, like they just go hand in hand. And that's a positive memory for me. So we want to be mindful that music brings people together, whether it's in unity um, around the heart of Christ, or it's in unity of the, the party scene. And that can be mm -hmm. That can be anything from a crazy country concert in the middle of a field to something in a big arena where it's just, I mean, think about, um, um, what's it called? Um, Super Bowl. Think about the Super Bowl halftime entertainment. Yep. We can't wait to see how and who performs, right? Um, and that brings people together. So music brings people together. It's just, what are you listening to? What is What are you bringing into your life? And who are you taking there with you? And I will say, if there's things that you should not be listening to, I want to encourage you. We're not here to condemn you and say, exactly. you know, shame on you. No, I'm saying I've been there. I've lived elements of that life, but there's something in me that needed to let all of that go. And for me, it was literally and physically tossing them out, moving out and on. Maybe for some of you, it's swipe, delete, swipe, delete. Maybe you don't even... you can't even listen to music for a season or maybe you can only listen to Erwan, Caleb and I don't want to sound cheesy but they do do something that's fun they say uh, I can't remember which station it is at least yeah. in the Minnesota area listen to good and godly music only for 30 days straight and say that you're and, and call in and tell me that you or your life or your mind hasn't been impacted gotten better or influenced in a positive way like what we invest our time in is what we like what our mind starts investing in right if i'm going to bring heavenly wholesome music that's going to encourage and uplift me into my head and heart wow i start living that out if it's going to be dark and like screamo and nails on a chalkboard i'm probably going to feel a little more angsty <laughs> yeah because think about that when you walk into a place music it's one of the senses it impacts the way I think I feel if you're sitting there and you're like curling your toes it's probably because of some heavier music or like it's probably not Michael Bublé singing to you mm -hmm. he's fun and enjoyable and relaxing to me but when other music comes in I'm like okay and this makes me tense and I yeah. don't know why yeah so personal inventory look through your library look for it through your albums look through your phone um like josiah said if there's anything if you want to take the andy stanley challenge and you want to delete everything that is 
explicit exploiting somebody yeah. um, and it's not even of the opposite sex it can be a people group too yeah. it can be just something that simple but that impactful yeah. so this is a great question to unpack and maybe you're in the music world and you're like i don't think i can separate those two okay start praying that god shows you and reveals something to you through the music that you're listening to and i'd, I'd ask this ask yourself is this music drawing me closer to the heart of christ or is it pushing me further away? Because if you choose to do both, you're going to live in this constant tension where your heart and soul are kind of at a tug of war of, oh, good and godly. I feel so good. Oh my gosh, I'm lonely and depressed. And you're going to feel this pull and God wants to separate those and say, listen, here's what he's going to reveal to you. But it's up to you whether you want to take that challenge. So I just want to say, if you start asking those harder questions, and for those people who are around you, because I know this came from a young adult. Yeah. Um, listen, music is attractive in so many different ways. Even if the lyrics are unattractive, the beat, the bass, the treble, how they layer those things, that can be very appealing to you. Mm -hmm. And that's again, that can even be appealing to us on times, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it's your choice. Um, but it's not our job to condemn our friends for continuing to listen. It's when they get into our car, I'm in charge of my radio. You're not in charge. Of you my get radio. to you play are, DJ. You're a passenger. Yeah. The driver gets to play DJ. Um, so be a DJ that is driving and drawing people closer to the heart of Christ. And Josiah, do you want to end with anything else? Yeah. I mean, for the person who wants to go one step deeper to the more practical, and this could apply, like we've been talking primarily about music, but I think all of entertainment mm -hmm. is worth reflecting on whether it's music, like we said, or video games. Yeah. It could also be movies. It could be TV. It could be streaming services. It could be, you know, and I just think of, mm -hmm. we mentioned like, it could be podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, I One of the things that I've developed an eye to look at with music is, does it have an E by it? Because that stands for explicit. And we happen to have young ears in our house. Mm -hmm. So like, what do I want them to know? Or what do I want them to listen to? And so I think E for explicit, like why are, why am I intaking it? If, if it has an E by it, similar to street, streaming and movies and TV, I've noticed a lot of originals have TV MA. And that's even a new rating. It used to be growing up for me. Um, even in the blockbuster days a little bit, okay. I remember as a young kid, there was G, PG, PG-13, and R. Well, the college that we both went to for, um, that I went to for undergrad and grad school, we had like a lifestyle commitment that we were not going to watch R-rated movies. Right. Um, and I think that even that that's something that the, the rating system has changed the last few years for TVMA. And one of the things that you can look up, there's a few resources, even on IMDb, you can see what is it rated for. If one of the things is like sexual content or nudity, right. I would be really cautious and advise against in taking that into your life, your eyes. We talked about the lamp of the body, the ears, your heart. Right. If it's not holy and wholesome, this is not a message of legalism or condemnation, but I think that it's a, it's a, it's putting up safety rails to your head and heart, especially not especially I'd say in addition to singleness, dating, engagement, marriage. So like we have certain parameters are like not an option. We yeah. see an MA, not a chance. Um, some PG 13 movies we look up and we're like, okay, there's this, this, and this, you know what? No, it's not going to be consumed in our household individually or together. 
Um, and that's just us, like Josiah said, this isn't legalism, but it's it's us evaluating what am I not willing to put before me that could cause someone to fall around me or cause one of us to fall into a secret sin or sin together or whatever that is and looks like. Like if we truly want to live on mission with pure hands and pure hearts, I'm going to remove anything that's impure um, to the best of my ability yeah. out of the way and put up those safeguards um, for, for me, for our marriage, for our children. And um, yeah, I just think that if you make excuses along the way, excuses are just, you know, one step closer to a decision. Maybe you don't want to find yourself in later. And um, I won't share the individual's name, but I'll just share that uh, at a weekend event we did maybe a year ago for young adults, we had a friend of ours serve on the worship team. And she happens to also be um, phenomenally gifted and talented as a recording artist. She's been signed to a label musician. She went viral. Uh, many of her, you know, YouTube videos, music videos, and just songs, she's phenomenally gifted, right? Mm -hmm. And she had a song a while ago that she even shared with the, the group that was at this event, and she shared the story that goes with it. Yeah. And she wrote it because she, I think, left the label yeah. that she was signed to, and they wanted her to change not only her sound, but the type of content that she was creating. And she just titled it, I Won't Compromise. Right. And I think that that's such a note to leave people on mm -hmm. is like, let's not be people of compromise or justification. Let's just be people who are called by God, who live in accordance to his word. And let's um, do the opposite of compromise. Let's live with convictions. Well, here's the cool thing. I will say this since, you know, the early late nineties, music has evolved in the Christian world and it's become a lot more fun and with a lot more opportunities to listen to. So it doesn't matter what style of music you like, there is something in the Christian world that is very, very similar and just as catchy. You just might not know it yet. So if you like rap, there's rap. If you like whatever, just traditional worship, there's traditional worship. If you want Holy Spirit led stuff, there's that too. So there's always something that the world's offering you, but there is already something, you know, good and godly out there. Hey, and if it's not your genre, maybe that's God calling you to something in the music world to change the way Christians live and worship and what they listen to could be good and godly content. So that's a fun thing and a fun thought to lead on or leave on um, to hopefully lead you closer to the heart of Christ. So that's all I got for them today. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Love it, you guys. Thanks for this question and other questions. Feel free to drop us a, a note via email, via the website at fyi-podcast.com or on Instagram. And we look to maybe it's a follow-up question or something else about faith, about life, about adulting, relationships, finances, and we'll talk to you soon.